Good morning and welcome to Worship with United Methodist Church, Westlake Village. We're so glad that you found us online for a moment of refreshing and restarting so that we might have a fresh start as the school year begins for our students and for ourselves. Back in the day, we used to say that school didn't start until after Labor Day, but that's changed a little bit. So some of us may be feeling like this is a little early, but we recognize that sometime in this season, in the next couple of weeks, we had that new start, um, a change in rhythm, a change in schedules, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Today in worship, we're going to get back to our time with the children. Today's time in the children is going to be for all of our students, regardless of age, the teachers and the support staff, whether you are at home supporting your kids or you're on campuses supporting the teachers and the work that they're doing. I wanna encourage those of you that fit one of those categories to take this time to gather something that represents school to you, whether it's the backpack blessing card that you received in the mail this week, if you received it and you've already opened it, your school supply box, your Chromebook or something else, Grab just one thing and that represents the start of the school year for you. So as we have our time with the children, we can offer up a prayer for that specific item and all that that represents for you and your children this day and in the school year to come. Thank you for joining us in worship and let's prepare our hearts for worship. Let's praise God with Psalm 133. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down upon the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. From there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. Praise God today and always. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so.
Our children are in the season of going back to school. For some of our children and youth, they have been in school for a week already. For others, they begin this week. We have college students that are figuring out if they're going to school online, going back to their campuses, or and still doing school online, or staying at home. Each family is in a unique and different situation. Some are doing classes virtually for a season. Some are actually returning to school, but with some changes happening. Whether you are in public school or private school, this year is going to be different. And we recognize that and we want to take some time to to offer you up in prayer, to ask God to watch over you, to protect you. And so I'll invite you to grab those items that you have. I've got Maya's pencil box, Mark's Chromebook, and the prayer card that I sent out. Um, and I just want to remind you on the back of this prayer card, it says, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Do not try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. And that's from Proverbs. And I want you to remember that in this season, that you can turn to God, listen for God's voice, and God will be there. Will you join me in prayer? Today I'm not going to do a repeat after me prayer, but starting next week we'll do the repeat after me prayers again, I promise. Let's take a moment to talk to God. Awesome and almighty God, as my hand lay upon these symbols of school and learning for my children, I reflect on all of the symbols of learning that are being lifted up to you at this moment. Be with our children and youth and all of those that are students in this season, that they might be open to the ways in which you are present to them. Let them shake off, but school's not supposed to be like this feelings, and instead embrace, okay, God, I'm here. Let me be open to what my teachers and professors are saying to me. Allow all of us to find new routines and habits to make learning fun and engaging, even while at a distance. We ask you to be with our teachers who have worked so hard and done the best they can to be ready for this new environment. Not one that was thrown at them in a moment, but one that they've had a little more time to prepare for. And while it is not the ideal learning environment that we are used to, we know that you are present to our teachers, giving them the wisdom and the insight and the resources that they need to thrive and be successful in this new environment. Be with our kids that they can focus, that they can, can let go of the distractions around them. Be with families as they set up work or school spaces, that these spaces might truly motivate and engage learning. Be with parents and support staff and all of those people that are working behind the scenes to make sure that this educational opportunity is one that benefits all of our children. Allow us to reach out for help when we need it. Allow us to ask important questions. Allow us to be open to the learning that is available to us and the ways in which your spirit reminds us that you are with us each and every day 
And that as we learn and grow into the people that we are called to be, we are representing you well to the world. Let the choices that we make in school be ones that give honor to you, O Lord. And let us live lives that continue to grow and thrive as we are nurtured and nourished through the educational system. Lord, you know the prayers that are on our hearts, and we just ask you to be with all of our kids, our youth, our teachers, and our parents as we navigate these waters and as we embrace what learning will look like this year. In your name we pray. Amen. Let us continue on in the attitude of prayer. O oh Lord, hear the prayers of your children. Praise, glory, honor, and might be unto you, Lord God, creator of our universe and all that is within and beyond it, our redeemer who brings new life out of death, draws good out of evil, and has love transforming hate and our sustainer, making a way where there appears to be no way, giving us strength for the journey. Praise, glory, honor, and might be unto you, Lord God. We are blessed to be cognizant of you and of our relationship with you, your relationship with us. Each day anew, we are lifted up by your spirit to embrace life in all its wonders and worries. And it is with you that we find our purpose and discover the meaning of our lives. What an amazing thing this life is. We are thankful and as grace abounds and overflows in our lives, we vow in gratitude. May our lives reflect these sentiments as core to who we are, what we say, and how we act. We all have been touched by this pandemic and our social unrest, and we pray for hearts and minds of understanding and patience, resolve and goodwill to do the right things that build our community in health and justice, in love and peace. Be with us. Help us. Help us to be our better selves and your holy and your righteous children. We need your help. 
we ask your blessings, strength, and overflowing grace to be upon all of our essential workers in the community, those folks who are holding our neighborhoods and cities and villages together. Many of these folk are serving the greater good at risk to their own lives and loved ones, are serving us at the risk to themselves. Bless them and protect them. We think of all those around us who are dealing with differing types of illnesses, physical and emotional challenges and are in need of your healing touch and a sense of your tender mercies. Life goes on amid these overbearing circumstances with challenges to our typical health and wholeness that demand our attention. Be with these folk and help them along their path. We think of those recovering from surgeries, handling the course of their cancers, moving through other illnesses or situations towards renewed health or improved life. Today, particularly, we mention these folks in our prayers. We think of the MANA staff and all of those in different nonprofits or service agencies in our community who have been diagnosed with COVID. We pray for their healing. We think of Wilma Dixon, also diagnosed with COVID, thankfully asymptomatic right now. We pray for her health. We think of Diane Holder as she further recovers from her surgeries at home. We think of Esther Mayer, who is recovering from her hip surgery of this week. We think of Lynn Dawkins' brother-in-law who is having a biopsy. We pray for good or manageable results. We pause in our prayers and think specifically of Kathy Drake, who has been diagnosed with a bone cancer in her hip and is making the difficult decisions on how to move forward with her doctor's recommendations on how best to treat this. We pray for those that are surrounding her with medical opinion and we pray for, for her as she makes her decision on how to proceed. We pray for full healing. We think of our new friend of church who has cancer and is soon to begin her uh, treatments this week. We pray for her stamina. We pray that these treatments will fight back her cancer and bring her healing. We pray for Patricia, Patricia Cadover's friend, Sandy Harp Sanders who has stage four pancreatic cancer and liver cancer. We pray for her peace. And again, we think of those students and teachers and uh, behind the scene workers, those at the schools and those in the 
school board rooms who are working to make this be a good school year mentally and physically for all of our students. May we find our way. And we pray for others who have not now been mentioned, yet are present in our personal and private thoughts. Hear our prayers, O Lord. We lift up all these concerns in the confidence of your mercies, that you will indeed be present with these people in their circumstances. We also pray for your help of us along our paths, steadying our hearts and minds, empowering us to be the people you know we can be, regardless of the situations of our days. May Christ's spirit fill us and guide us as we gaze upon those nearest to us with whom we live each day. This we all pray in the name of Christ Jesus, who taught his followers to pray as we join together now in prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Our scripture reading this morning is from the prophet Isaiah. I'm reading from the 43rd chapter. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We seek to become a beacon of hope, a lamp for the heart and a light for the feet. We learn year by year shine through until we see Christ in each person we meet. Together by grace we witness and work, remembering Jesus in whom we grow strong. Together we serve in spirit and Back to school, getting back, sort of. A fresh start, for sure. And as I'm talking today about back to school, please recognize that while I'm talking to the families and the students, this applies to all of us because we're invited to get back, but it's a sort of experience, but we're invited first and foremost to have a fresh start to see that new thing that God is doing for us. The truth is, is that as we contemplate sending our kids back to school, it's not what we expected or hoped for. We look back into what was. We ask how things used to be or we see how things used to be and we make statements like, that's not the way that it was always, we've always done it. And I get the desire to say all of that. I would love for Mark and Maya to be going to a classroom tomorrow, to be playing with their friends on the playground, getting to know their new teacher face to face without masks, not via computer, to be steeped in an environment that is set up for learning. But that's not our reality. It's not where we are. And looking back in this situation won't help us move forward to this new thing that God is doing. The scripture that Pastor Walt read for us this morning is one of people who had been in exile, who had been in their own sort of wilderness experience. And God is inviting them to not cling on to the past. So, so much or so hard that you can't experience the presence, the present, or the presence. That's a good slip. Don't look at what God has done and don't look so hard that you're not open to what God is doing. We're invited not to be anxious to return to what was normal. 
that we don't have a chance to see the new thing that God is bringing about all around us. This is a season for, of learning for all of us, finding new ways of being, understanding, and appreciation. I'm so thankful for the group of women who has decided to join me uh, in a book study on a book entitled Into the Sanctuary uh, that uh, is written by Jan Richardson. For the last month, we've been studying and reading and doing daily meditations on Eve and who she was. There was a prompt right at the end of that chapter that talked about wildness and time. Uh, a poem that the author had written that was just those three words that she contemplated and reflected on how that could possibly be a prayer for us, for Eve, that as she was in the wildness and as she had time in the wilderness, that, that she might learn what she needed to so that she might grow into who God was calling her to be. And also a prayer from Eve to us that we not be tamed, that we not be domesticated, but have a fire in our bellies that allows us to grow and to thrive. It's funny because as we were talking, I realized that I, in my dyslexicness, uh, kept on switching up the word wildness with wilderness. And I have been having fun playing with those two ideas of the wilderness is where there are wild things and how each of us has a little bit of wild in us. Each of us has a fire in our hearts and a passion that inspires us to do more, to be more, to grow, to find the strengths in ourselves, to push past whatever fear we may have and to do what we are called to do. The author invited us to have enough time and enough wildness to do and to experience God more fully. As we feel like this time that we're living in right now may be a wilderness experience for us, may we find the wildness to thrive, to persist, to persist, to become that new thing that God is inviting us to. And may we relish the way that God is bringing newness to us. One of the things that we've been talking about in our book group is the idea of struggles and the idea of stretches. There are times where things in life come at us that we just struggle with and it's almost that stumbling block that defeats us. And we take time in prayer, in consultation with others to figure out how we can turn those struggles into moments that stretch us that help us to grow, to help us to become more than we are now. I hope that all of us have struggles that become stretches, that allow us to be open to who God is and what new thing God is trying to do in our lives. I've been contemplating this around movies because we watch a lot of movies in our house. And there's a great Pixar movie entitled The Good Dinosaur. That's a coming of age story of a little dinosaur named Arlo who is growing into adulthood in a time and in an alternate universe where the asteroid did not hit Earth and the dinosaurs continued to thrive. They, they changed, they established uh, herding techniques, they established 
um, farms, that's the word I'm looking for, and gardens and building silos, humans actually end up being more of pets or out there in the wilderness than the dinosaurs who are growing. Arlo is a young dinosaur who's the runt of his litter. Uh, his brother and sister are bigger and older and are able to do things that he's not able to do. And Arlo lives in a place of fear quite often. Um, and his father, towards the beginning of the movie, encourages him to remember that you have to push past the fear to see the beauty on the other side. And then as the story unfolds, Arlo um, gets separated from his family and gets washed downstream by the river and is working to find his way home and ha encounters many new adventures along the way. He has to become the individual that he is destined to become to grow past his fear. And he meets a... So, let's see, Arlo is like a brontosaurus or something like that. In our house, we'd call it a long neck. And he encounters a group of T-Rexes who end up being his friend. And these T-Rexes tell stories of their great adventures. And at one point, the father of the T-Rexes tells a tale and Arlo says to him, wow, how did you push past the fear? How did you not be afraid? And the father of the T-Rex says, oh, I was scared. I just knew that it was something that I needed to do. So I worked through the fear so that I could experience and do what needed to be done. Arlo continues on his journey and he, he has many opportunities of learning. He, and I would encourage you to take a moment to watch the movie if you have Disney Plus, if you have the movie, if you need to go to, I don't know if it's on Netflix right now, but find a way to find the movie because it is a beautiful tale of overcoming fear, overcoming adversity, becoming the person that you never thought you could, but engaging and becoming the person that you are supposed to be or in Arlo's situation, becoming the dinosaur that he was supposed to be. Arlo eventually does make his way home. Spoiler alert. Sorry, I should have told you that first. Um, but he's a different person. When he gets back to the farm where his mother and his family are, he is not the same person. He cannot look at the farm the same way that he did before he went on his grand adventure. Just like the people in the scripture lesson, they are new, they are different, they are transformed. Arlo can't keep looking back on his experiences pre-wilderness pre and think that that's the way things are because he's not the same person. We will not be the same person that we were before the, before the pandemic hit we are going to be transformed. We are being made new. There's a time when we will get back to school, when our lives will open up. But the truth is, when that happens, we too will be changed. We will be transformed. God is already doing something new in us. God is already active shaping us, molding us, inviting us to take those struggles that we have right now and allow them to stretch us. Before the pandemic hit, 
I knew that I was going to be taking over the youth ministry and the Christian education program, but oh my goodness, I didn't think I was going to be taking it over in an environment where we couldn't play games with each other in a singular space. Um, I didn't think that there would be limitations about how close we could get to one another and the ways that we would interact with each other. I didn't think about Sunday school being something that was not able for us to do in person, face to face. But I'm taking these struggles, these moments of difficulties and allowing them to stretch me. I'm taking classes, I'm learning new programs and skills to allow us to do that. I'm looking for the best resources for myself, for our church, for our children and youth, so that we all might have the blessings that we need in this period. We might remember that we have a community that loves us and supports us. We might see the ways in which we are all being stretched to grow, to learn, to thrive. Our fresh start isn't beginning when everything opens up again. It begins now with our attitude and our openness to God's presence. It's allowing those things that are struggles for us to be things that stretch us into who God is shaping us to be. I hope and pray that as our children get back to school, as I've invited them to be open to how they might learn and how they might make the best of the, out of their educational experience this year, that each and every one of us might consider the things that we are being asked to struggle with and stretch through and see how open we are to God's presence, God's guidance, and God's direction in our lives. I hope and pray that we don't get so fixated looking back on the way things used to be, but we can see that God is tending the soil so that we can each have a fresh start, a new outlook, and be stretched beyond imagination to becoming the disciples that God calls us to be. Amen. The church continues to serve its members, friends, and the community throughout this time of physical distancing. We need your generosity to maintain and empower these ministries. We are so thankful over the stewardship effort of our members and friends who are sustaining our congregation through these challenging times of pandemic and social unrest. We are keeping, you are keeping us going so we can keep going forward into this uncharted future. We go together with God's spirit and one another. So, so, so many thanks to you all. Please take note of the information on how to make contributions on the screen that will appear shortly and be generous in your giving. May God bless you through this generosity that you would be blessed as you reach out to be a blessing to others.
Sometimes it's easier to see what God has done in the past than to see what God is doing right now. And as God invites us to see this new thing that is happening, it is as we look forward with hope and optimism that we have the opportunity to see that new thing, to not be stuck in what God had done, but remember that God is still doing amazing things. Remember that you are rooted in love, you are nurtured in love, so that you can be stretched in love. Go forth confident that the God who created you in love, the Christ who meets you with love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires you to love goes with you each and every day in the wilderness, in the stretching, and the growing into who we are called to be. Amen.